From the capital city, I'm Ken Smith. Juno Representative Andy Story, like many of the legislators, has some pre-filed bills in place for the upcoming legislative session, which begins next Tuesday. She was on Action Line and discussed one of the bills, which would help with the Alaska Reads Act, which assists school districts in early learning and reading and makes sure all children can read by the end of third grade. This bill would do a couple of things. One, it would give more resources to what we're supposed to implement in the Alaska Read Bill, which is more tutoring, more professional development for teachers, after-school support, helping with reading improvement plans, every child getting one. So this is just making sure these things happen because it takes resources to offer those. Story says the bill will also establish a program of cultural education within reading departments and help with curriculum and staffing. She says the Reading Act was passed at the end of last session and is still being developed for implementation. They are training up reading specialists in the department and the act goes into effect in 2024. So they are gearing up for it. She says all the school districts have strategies for improving reading. She adds that the Reading Act itself provides money for preschool four-year-old early learning for the first time. And so what the department is doing is they obviously want to have a literacy-based quality program for kids. They learn through play, but there's certain literacy strategies that you do. And so it is starting uh, to develop the standards for these programs. She says if a school district is providing a quality early learning placement program, they can receive money from a $3 million fund set aside for the program. And how it's assigned is it goes to the districts who our kids are struggling the most, our lowest performing districts, and you know is not that, so we wouldn't be eligible for that first $3 million. But other districts are going to be able to take advantage if they have an evidence-based preschool program. At the Juneau City and Borough meeting of the whole on Monday at the start of this week, the Assembly unanimously approved the ordinance authorizing the Eagle Crest ski area manager to enter into a revenue-sharing agreement with Gold Belt Incorporated to fund installation of a gondola and associated infrastructure at the Eagle Crest ski area. The Assembly also introduced an ordinance appropriating $10 million to the manager for Eagle Crest Gondola Capital Improvement Project based on the terms of the revenue-sharing agreement. Public comments were taken prior to the Assembly's voting on the ordinances. Bruce Denton, a contractor and builder of 50 years in Juneau, spoke first. He expresses his concern for the urgency of the project and support of the ordinances. Impediments that, that the construction industry is seeing right now, it's really imperative that this project takes advantage of this time of the year to really complete the design and be able to hit the ground running in the spring. And even a delay of a few weeks now means that a contractor is going to get shut down up on that mountain um, two weeks sooner than they otherwise would. And a, a two-week delay now could be a year. So I guess my concern is when I see three uh, assembly members here that are effectively no votes, that um, it, it'd be really easy to defer this thing on. And I urge you to not do that and approve the ordinance tonight. Mike Satry spoke next. He's the chair of the Eagle Crest Board of Directors. 
I also want to start off by thanking the assembly members for taking the bold step last spring to help ensure the uh, future of Eagle Crest as we move forward. The gondola is the key to to our future and being self-sufficient uh, as, as we move into the years ahead of us. Um, and I also want to thank Gold Belt for stepping up once the assembly made that investment decision to say that they want to be part of this um, as a public-private partnership, put the capital up in return for a you know up to 25-year partnership with the city. So I think there's some great things that have happened. Sadri said a contract between Gold Belt and Eagle Crest was approved unanimously last week. He talked about that contract. This past spring, we authorized our general manager, Dave Scanlon, to negotiate with Gold Belt um, on this contract once that interest was made known. And the board gave him directions that we wanted to see some sort of revenue sharing agreement. We wanted the city to maintain control of its assets and its pricing um, up at Eagle Crest. And we did not want to cede uh, any revenues from our winter operations, the idea that the summer operations would be separate. General Manager Dave Scanlon talked with News of the North and shed light on where things are at this point for the development of the gondola project. So next up, the Assembly also introduced an appropriating ordinance for the $10 million that's pledged in the revenue sharing agreement. So that will be coming back up on the 30th for public comment and action. And then the type of ordinance that the revenue agreement, 2022-63, needs 30 days for it to actually take effect and action. So then in that 30 days' time, the Gold Belt Board will be doing their final review as well now that the Assembly has finished their process. And hopefully on February 10th, everything will be signed and taken in effect, and uh, all of our engineers and designers will be back to work, and we'll be going full steam ahead looking for construction to begin this spring. Coming up on News of the North, Gold Belt Heritage Foundation received grant money for a language program. Dave Stern from the governor's office talks about the TikTok ban from state-owned devices that the governor is proposing and wants to implement as soon as possible. And in capital chat, city manager Robert Barr joined Dano. He talked about the assembly's first meeting as a whole on Monday and the icebreaker to be homeported in Juneau that is still being discussed. Welcome back to News of the North. Dave Steren from the governor's office was on Capitol Chat. He talked about Governor Dunleavy's recent memo issuing a ban on TikTok from state-owned agencies. He says that there are possible repercussions of TikTok being found on a state-owned device extended outside the governor's memo. The, the Chinese, knowing everything about your, your TikTok viewing habits, and most likely at this point, everything else. I mean, if... If, if we are to believe, and I have no reason not to, the, the insidious nature of this application, um, you, you think by now, even even if you had installed it, you would do so out of a, an abundance of self-preservation. Because if we find that you have a installed device on your phone, and if that is, is found to have led to a data breach, there are repercussions that aren't in the memo that was issued by the governor. Governor Dunleavy also signed and proclaimed Alaska Law Enforcement Appreciation Day on January 9th. Mariah Twitchell, Program Director for Gold Belt Heritage Foundation's Native Language Immersion Program, talked to News of the North about the organization recently receiving a $50,000 Native Language Grant. Twitchell went into detail on how the program has been funded. 
We are so grateful to the First Nations Development Institute. They have a native language immersion initiative that awarded Gold Belt Heritage Foundation $50,000 for the calendar year of 2023, and that's to support Tlingit Yuhatangi programming. I'm just so grateful to First Nations Development Institute and and in particular this type of funding because it provides flexibility in how we meet community need. She says what the grant will be used for. We are so grateful to the First Nations Development Institute. They have a native language immersion initiative that awarded Gold Belt Heritage Foundation $50,000 for the calendar year of 2023, and that's to support Tlingit Yuhatangi programming. I'm just so grateful to First Nations Development Institute, and, and in particular this type of funding, because it provides flexibility in how we meet community need. Twitchell says starting in February, they will host a family event at least once per month. This additional funding enables us to support monthly family events during which we would um, target some of those attendees to our Head Start programming, for example, as well as the many other programs that we support across Juneau to attend family-friendly fun events where we can practice Tlingit Yuhatangi or Tlingit language um, by doing culturally relevant activities and engaging um, it, families intergenerationally. So we're, we're really excited to kind of expand outside the classroom. And she says they are expanding the language program for more age groups. So I think one thing we're going to try to be really cognizant of um, for this coming year and, and the events that we plan is activities that both elders that might be housed at home with you as well as early elementary education students or even, you know, babies, they really benefit from learning and hearing the sounds of Tlingit. For those interested to learn more about the program, you can go to goldbeltheritage.org. Deputy City Manager Robert Barr joined Dan on Capital Chat this morning. He talked about the Assembly's first meeting as a whole on Monday, and an icebreaker that is expected or wanted to be homeported in Juneau is still being discussed. They also adopted a resolution supporting uh, homeporting an icebreaker in Juneau. So our congressional delegation, uh, Senator Sullivan, leading on this particular topic, has been advocating for a Coast Guard icebreaker to be homeported in Alaska, uh, and specifically in Juneau, for, for a little bit now. Uh, the Assembly supported, supported that uh, since, since, the, since we learned about it, really, and they formalized that support on Monday, so that happened. The CBJ Board of Commission is still looking for hirees. Never miss a story or a newscast at KINYradio.com. Now you're up to date. I'm Ken Smith for News of the North.